Hello and welcome to the USA CBD Expo podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Viner, Director of Marketing for USA CBD Expo. Today's webinar is brought to you by Super Immunity. It is the first of its kind vitamin fortified hemp-based and plant-based immunity shot with 30 milligrams of hemp extra, zero sugar, zero calories, and zero THC. Take your best shot and you can follow them at Get Immunity or visit getimmunity.com. Also brought to you by Industry Pods. Industry Pods is the industry's choice and voice for podcasting virtual conferences and expanding your reach and audience. You can visit them as well at www.industrypods.com. So welcome everybody. I'm so excited to introduce our guests today. We're gonna be talking about how to educate retailers, customers on CBD and hemp. So I'd love for everybody to introduce themselves. We'll start with Kristen. Hi, I'm Kristen Brooks. Um, I'm in Denver, Colorado, and I'm the CEO and founder of Healthy Not High, um, an educational source for retailers, um, educating their sales associates on selling CBD successfully, and for consumers who want to know um, in simple terms, translated science to translating the science and data to CBD utility. Awesome. Well, thank you. Welcome. And we're so excited to have you here. Uh, next one, why don't you tell us about yourself? You bet. Hello, everyone. My name is Juan Ayala, and I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Super Immunity. And I'm in Seattle, uh, and our company is dedicated to providing the best possible products in uh, hemp and cannabis. Nice. And Justin. Hey there. My name is Justin Johnson. I'm the founder of a platform called BudsFeed.com. Uh, which is where brands and uh, enthusiasts can go share cannabis-related products and services and discover cannabis-related products and services. Great. Yes, and uh, Justin and I are already working together on our show. We're so excited for it. We're finally returning back. But uh, enough about us. Let's dive right into this topic. So we have a bunch of questions. Um, why don't we start off with uh, how much does a consumer really need to know? Do they need to know just the basics? Do they need to do their own research? What's your perspective on that? And Kristen, I'll start with you. Um, okay. Um, a consumer should know, I guess, what they're comfortable with knowing. Um, with what I do at Healthy Not High, I've learned that everybody has such a different threshold for the science. Um, everybody, various people really want to dive deeply into the science of cannabinoids and how they work, what they do, what they're doing in your body, what they're doing when they grow, how it's extracted, all of these components that you can know about. <clears throat> but as far as just being a basic consumer goes, I think the knowledge needed is, um, a basic knowledge on third-party laboratory testing. Um, so how much the product you're taking is self-regulated, whether or not they're lab testing the, the, in, the contents of their product so that when you're purchasing something and spending good money on it, you know that you're getting what you bought. Um, and so that, that's number one. And, then, and the same goes for get, buying a product that will work for you. Um, a, lot of, a lot of consumers buy products that aren't lab tested, um, that aren't that aren't self-regulated in the seed to sale process. And um, I think a lot of consumers <clears throat> should know a little bit more about sort of where it's coming from. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. 
I know I, I completely agree. I, I've seen it just from our consumers that attend and walk our show, just asking all those questions of like, what do I need to know? And I think that's a great point to put out that start with the basics, do the, the search. So Juan, you have a point to that? Yeah, th thank you, Christian. I think that was actually one of my top points. I thank you for bringing that up, whether this is coming from a regulated or non-regulated environment, which really talks a lot about the quality and how it was made. So that is one of the questions that we get from consumers and retailers quite often. I think the number one question I always get to is on dosage. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of confusion on dosage. How much should I take? How much is this? Is this three milligram drink? Is this 30 milligram drink? You know, I weigh X amount. Uh, I think on dosage, there's a, a little bit of education that we can provide in the industry. And there's also some that is pretty much self-discovery. Everybody seems to have very different tolerances depending on you know, what else they consume, whether they're a regular cannabis consumer or not. So the dosage question, I think, uh, there's some regulations in the industry that will tell you 10 milligrams is a dose, for example, in, in the state of Washington in cannabis. Uh, that's the equivalent of what they consider, call it uh, an alcoholic drink, right? Uh, this, you know, a one-to-one -one comparison. Uh, and then CBD, I think we're starting to see some of those regulations coming out of, you know, 25 to 30 milligrams being the equivalent of like an ibuprofen uh, equivalency. So people are starting to be able to start gauge what, what dosing they need based on exactly what they're trying to do. But that's something I think that, um, you know, it's very important for retailers to be able to have that conversation when people are saying what they want, uh, what effect they're asking, looking for. Bingo <laughs> card for that, right? <laughs> Justin, you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I would say that we are in like the age of information. So people should take it upon themselves to inform themselves what they're putting in their body. I mean, we've been taking ibuprofen and drinking soft drinks for a lot of our lives, at least here in the United States. And, and you know, people don't think about that too much. But, you know, I think we're in a, in a time where people do um, consider that a lot more than they used to. And they should. And really, when you're thinking about a product like CBD, it's really about it, it being made in a, a, a clean facility from clean products that are, you know, riddled with, um, you know, heavy metals or something like that, because they were grown improperly. And then, um, you know, the other the other component is is really understanding what works well for you, whether it is a full spectrum product or an isolate and also what to expect. A lot of people think CBD is going to solve all these things for them and they're going to feel a difference. And it's, you know, when you think about taking Tylenol or, or Advil, you feel the absence of something. It makes you feel better. And so, you know, if throbbing goes away because you used a CBD topical on your leg, like it's the absence, you know, it, you, your expectations have to be right. That's like the biggest thing going into it and what you're actually trying to expect from, from what you're trying to, to help you. No, that's a great analogy. I remember when I first started finding out about it and everybody was like, I didn't feel any different. I'm like, well, what was your issue? <laughs> what were you trying to solve? What were you trying to fix or, or help here? And they're like, oh, I wanted to sleep better. I'm like, Did you fall asleep? Like, <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> so completely agree with that. Um, well, leading into that and some of the terms that you were saying, uh, what are some of the basic terms that a sh consumer should be aware of? I would say, you know, are they looking for a, a full spectrum product with 
you know, that they can offer some level of the entourage effect, you know, different uh, minor cannabinoids also being a part of that, um, you know, basically not just CBD, but CBN, CBG, other things that might be present in the plant. Um, or, or is it an isolate or something that's very much isolated just to CBD? And then, you know, beyond that, there's, you know, are you taking it sublingually? Are you applying it topically to your skin? Are you taking it as a pill where it's going to be digested through your liver? So there's a lot of, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, both of uh, our other guests here are experts in either teaching people about that or, or, or building those applications. So I'll let them talk about it more. You bet. Uh, so I think, Nicole, there's, there's three things and following up on what Justin said. There's three things that I think are very important in that um, education. The first one is bioavailability. And Justin started talking about it, whether, you, you know, whether you're doing it sublingually, whether you are uh, doing it topically or ingesting it, uh, how much of it is actually being absorbed in your body. And uh, there's a lot of good research and there's a lot of sources that will tell you just you know, which ones are the most effective methods of actually getting uh, the bioavailability into your body based on what your needs are. Um, the second one is around stability. And that talks a lot about the quality that Justin is talking about. Um, being able to maintain a product that does not degrade or oxidize as it sits on the shelf and being able to actually provide a very proper best by date or when should this be consumed so that it's not, you know, it's not really become something else uh, or lost some of its potency. That one's really important. And I think the third one is consistency. And consistency talks a lot about, uh, you know, I love, that's one of my favorite topics that Justin brought up, the difference between a full spectrum or isolates or when you're doing very specific combinations. Um, we have done several products that will address a full spectrum, which brings in, as Justin said, other terpenes, other cannabinoids, and many other things. Uh, and we also find that there's a very good market for products that are always 100% identical all year round, where you make it with a very specific isolate and a very specific uh, combination of either other cannabinoids or terpenes. Um, and you know, I think the market, there's a lot of opinions on the market on those two things. And I think there's a, a good reason for both of them. I think there's good reasons why both products should exist in the market. And as a consumer, it would be great for you to be aware of uh, that a full spectrum you know, a full spectrum product may vary throughout the year. Whereas the other ones that are hundred percent based on isolate, it'll be the same every single time. That's a great um, point. Yeah. A great point. I think I would add um, that along with uh, bioavailability and full spectrum um, buzzwords, another concept that consumers should understand is, is the endocannabinoid system or the ECS. Um, our bodies were built for cannabinoids. I just kind of give like a, an overview of what I what that is. Um, we have an entire system designed to receive cannabidiol for the purposes of regulating um, the body's internal systems. And people are often amazed at um, the touted ability of cannabis to treat a large variety of <clears throat> seemingly unrelated conditions, but um, we now understand that all of these are conditions are regulated um, by the endogenous cannabinoid system. So um, the ECS is a network of cannabinoid receptors, uh, mostly in the brain and abdominal um, organs. 
and it's clinically proven to be the body's largest regulatory system, but not not officially discovered until the 1990s. So they, it regulates functions like mood, appetite, sleep, and um, by taking a high concentration of hemp oil or CBD, um, the body reaches balance or homeostasis that um, it hasn't been able to achieve with, without a source of replenishing CBD. Cool. So some important keywords to hear for those of you that uh, are listening. So endocannabinoid system or ECS, as Kristen mentioned, full spectrum, broad spectrum, and isolate. You'll see those throughout a bunch of different products and you want to learn exactly what they are. Um, so they were just covered here, but those are definitely some of the, the more basic terms that you'll see constantly on a lot of different products. Um, so leading into that, I see a lot of people always say COA, COA. What is a COA? It stands for Certificate of Analysis. So. Um, how does a consumer, how can I read a label and or a certificate of analysis and what is it? An excellent question. <laughs> so uh, we always post all of our certificates of analysis on the website of every product so consumers can actually go read them. And I think they should look for uh, any brand that they're looking for. That should be publicly accessible. And there's a couple of things you want to read in that certificate of analysis, just at a very basic level without going too deep. You want to know what the content is of cannabinoids and what the content is of the active ingredients. And that should be the first thing that's very clear and listed. Another thing that's very important is there should have been a microbial test. Uh, and that should also show you what that microbial test was and did it all pass. Uh, and then furthermore, there should be a test for any pesticides or metals that, or any other contaminants. So basically, in a very, if, you, if you look at those categories, you should be able to very quickly look at the source of what you're putting in your body and compare it. A lot of those tests are not unique in any way, shape, or form to cannabis. They're held with almost every other food product when you're talking about pesticides, contaminants, etc. The only really big difference in this certificate of analysis would be the list of active ingredients, uh, you know, CBD or CBN or CBG or any of those. Uh, but yes, I think it's great for consumers to become familiar with those certificates of analysis. Great. Okay. Yeah, I go ahead. So, <laughs> I was just going to say, I wouldn't be, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, just to expand on, on microbial, we're talking about mold and stuff, right? Juan? Yeah. We're talking about mold, E. coli, everything. Yeah. So, so one thing I would be, um, I won't be surprised to see is uh, starting to see some sort of like translation into certification, right? Like I could start to mm -hmm. see because yeah. people, you know, the average consumer is going to look at a scientific report and be like cross-eyed, right? So, you know, the same way you have fair trade, you have 100% organic, you have USDA certified, I want to be surprised to see a governing body or an attempted governing body start to create some sort of certification that they can give labs that will that, that, that a consumer can just look at and say okay cool no mold no metal no pesticides all cbd good i i really like that i think that's a great distinction and i think you're right i think that the retailer should be very familiar with those certificates of analysis right. before they put anything in their store but it should be simplified for the consumer exactly as justin said they should be okay this is a clean product and a reputable retailer that uh, guarantees that and the um qr code for consumers and retailers it's good to know i think that frequently not always which is fine, um, but 
frequently the QR code can be found right on the bottle of the product. Um, or at least on the website, um, you can locate a bottle lot number and maybe locate the, the certificate of analysis. So um, it can be a little overwhelming, I think, for an older population to, well, now we're all getting used to QR codes um, yeah. um, at, at restaurants. And I was such, talking about but, this the other day. Yeah. We all just know <laughs> it's on our camera. We're just doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, um, and then they can pull it up and see it for themselves if they understand how to read it or want to try to understand how to read it. I think the reality is if they don't have a QR code or a way to look at that COA, you probably don't want to buy that product. Exactly. That's a good rule of thumb for a consumer. I like it. Compare it to, in a similar sense, meaning it's like the nutrition facts on a candy bar or food product. That's what the COA is at the end of the day. What, what I'm proud of in this industry, though, is that those people were forced to do that. The sugar companies and the food companies would have gladly, like, necessarily just kind of not put all that stuff in there because yeah. I've worked with them and I know. But I, I, you know, I think the CBD companies who want to be taken reputably started doing this of their own accord, which is, you know, it's important to regulate yourself before somebody else regulates you because otherwise you're not going to like the regulation. Definitely. Is there anything specific... I know you mentioned microbials, but to a normal consumer, it's like, what am I looking for? When you say that, am I looking, if it's a, is it going to say blatantly like mold or something on there just to make it the most simplest way possible? What are some red flags and green flags you should look out for? It actually, it, 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 it does say what the test was and it'll basically oh. say passed. It should say passed, meaning the product has passed that test to the current FDA regulations. Great. For that so they don't need to know what the actual number is they don't need to they can just look at it but i really really like what justin just said around transparency i really like that uh the more transparent that your suppliers are being and if they're willing to put all of this on their website or make it easily accessible that means they're doing it for the most for the most part you know they're putting a lot of transparency on what's in the product out there uh i think that's a great rule of thumb yeah look at the industries that didn't do it Tobacco is not in a good place right now. They're they're coming exactly. into this industry because it's their second chance, you know. And it's, um, you know, it's all. If you look at like a the wine industry as a good example, compared to anything else in the alcohol industry or the tobacco industry, like they've kind of become they're largely un un uh, ruffled. They don't get messed with too much. They've kind of regulated themselves, which is, you know, it's an interesting. It's a good model, uh, you know, to, to potentially follow. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we're talking about all this education. I know a lot of people, this comes up, but what about my doctor? What should I do? So um, this was another question is how involved should your doctor be when purchasing or considering CBD and hemp products? Yeah. Um, I strongly advise if somebody is taking any sort of treatment that they make their doctors aware of what's in what specific, not in a, not in a generic way of just saying CBD or hemp, um, I've worked with actual several cancer patients, several back injury patients uh, across, you know, on both coasts in Seattle, in Boston, uh, Mass General for cancer. And I've always said, listen, take, take exactly, show your doctor exactly what this is and make sure that you get their awareness of it. In all cases, doctors have been very responsive in saying, yes, if this is doing something good, it will not interfere with your treatment. But it's always good to make sure that you know, they can integrate that into your overall well-being. Uh, there's no requirement of a doctor 
to uh, actually look at anything. These things are sold off the shelf. So anyone can pretty much self-medicate the same way you would do ibuprofen or anything else. Uh, as always, it's always you know, how much information you give your medical care provider is always the best thing. Definitely. Cool. Just, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, um, I think it's a, in, important to mention the, here that retailers, um, just we all know about compliance. Um, the, the, what we face in the industry is, is a compliance problem sometimes. But um, it's important to mention not to make any unproven medical claims about treating serious or life-threatening diseases um, like epilepsy, Parkinson's, or Crohn's, or similar medical, medical conditions. Um, I, always, I always recommend that a retailer use, not use words like cure or treat or prevent, um, but stick with words like health benefit instead. Um, and it's, of course, always for compliance reasons, it's always prudent um, to recommend that a, that a shopper or consumer consult a medical provider um, when planning to take CBD. Um, while, especially while taking concurrent medications um, and especially any medications that might interact with grapefruit, which is a class of drugs that, um, see, that might interact with the CYP, sorry, P450 enzyme, the CYP450 enzyme, enzyme, enzyme. Um, so they, because they may compete in the body, CBD and the, and the, the grapefruit sensitive medications. Yeah, I think okay. there's a heart medication that, uh, I know my dad has to take something, it's like a candy grapefruit anymore. So it's not just the CBD thing for those of you wondering, it's a bunch yeah. of medications. That's the main thing. I mean, in reality, in reality, you know, it is a relatively um, harmless medication to try the, the side effects compared to a lot of pharmaceutical medications that are out there today are, are way less significant in my opinion. I'll say that as an opinion. Um, I think the reality though is like some people don't respond well to CBD. Some people don't respond well to THC or other forms of cannabis. And if you start getting sick or headaches and you don't tell your doctor that you were taking, started to take CBD, then, you know, they might not know the source of something that actually could be hurting you. And, you know, I think that's, that's less, less often um, that it's going to, you know, not help you, but there are people that, that don't respond well to things like CBD as well. Great point, Justin, just, just like all medications. Yeah. And even with makeup, if they do a patch test. So yeah. time with anything, yeah. you know, it doesn't, doesn't always have to just be, oh, it's because of CBD. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff where you consume. It's like, oh, I feel gross. It's like, well, you drank a liter of soda earlier. <laughs> 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 yeah. Stuff that has sucralose or the fake sugar and all the stuff that's in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So a six pack of Red Bull a day does not keep the doctor away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, guys, I love the education perspective. So when we're talking about that, um, where should where do people go to learn about hemp? Where can they take advantage of that education? There's a lot of places. Um, I mean, ultimately, I would look at things like the Farm Bill. I would look at what the USDA has documented, what the FDA has documented, and understand kind of where we're at right now. Like the reality is the only, you know, FDA approved 
uh, form of CBD is Epidiolex, which is for um, epilepsy. I see that changing pretty, pretty dramatically. Um, you know, there's a lot of good resources. I think, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, 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 the hemp stores where, where these people are being trained to, to talk about it and have a higher uh, level of knowledge than your average show. I think it's good to go and, and speak to those people. Um, you know, budsfeed.com, my platform is really where people can go and discover products. So I'd never want to claim that uh, I'm going to educate you 100% on CBD, but there's, there's a number of uh, online platforms too um, that you can get educated through. I actually do a lot of work with um, Dr. Mary Clifton um, and she does uh, the CBD and cannabis protocol and CBD and cannabis info.com. She's got a great video library because she's basically just mulls through the studies and has done a lot of analysis. But, um, you know, there's, there's doctors out there putting, putting their name out there to, to, to uh, expose the research as well. So I'd always, I'd always uh, recommend going in that direction. Looking at places like USA, you know, CBD Expo too, where you're, you, you know, you're vetting people that are credible. So, you know finding those high level resources and then drilling down, you know, there's a, there's, you could spend hours learning about it, but yeah. yeah. No, and thank yeah. you for that. Um, we really try. I have the pleasure of going through all the many applications with one of the person and we, we really take our time. Our show has between 50 and 60 speakers, we do breakout rooms and we try to have workshops as well. So it's not just a lecture that you do you can ask those questions and get that hands-on experience. So we're, we're always happy about that. Um, yeah, Juan, jump in. I think, yeah, no, I think, Nicole, there's, there's a couple of layers I'd like to split that question into. Uh, I think that if you're a retailer um, and, you know, you're running a shop, for them, there's a lot of great resources from some suppliers like us. I mean, we will provide a lot of white papers on bioavailability, on stability, on consistency, and th that education will help them translate that to that second tier, which is consumers. Consumers, they're not going to have the time to really go that deep into a bioavailability study. Uh, but I think for a retailer, that's fantastic when a consumer comes into their store and asks them, because most of them are actually asking a lot of questions. Um, you know, what is the difference between this product or that product? Or you know, what can you tell me about the, the positives or negatives of this? Um, then they should be able to translate that. Uh, and we rely on people like Kristen and Justin and yourself to be able to do that translation of what actually is a pretty complicated topic, to be honest with you, if you go deep into the science of it. Like one of the most complicated topics of all time that's still being unearthed every single day. Absolutely. <laughs> like that big it really topic. is. <laughs> um, the, I would add that the number one resource that consumers use when seeking information about cannabis um, it is, there was, a no, there was an OASIS intelligence study and 43% of responders um, say that they rely on their social circles to keep them informed on cannabis. Um, consumers need a better, need better education on Cannabis 101. That is, you know, that's the main reason that I started Healthy Not High. First, I think the title of it answers the number one foremost question for a newcomer to the topic. Um, that you don't get high um, with CBD. Um, and so I, I did Healthy Not High is, a, is a, intended to be a resource, the YouTube channel. Oops. 
sorry, the um, YouTube Healthy Not High YouTube channel is intended to be a resource for consumers on science, translating science to utility of CBD. Um, and then um, for retailers, um, this spring, I'm actually launching an online course and sales associate certification program um, called the CBD Game Plan for Retailers. Um, a couple of other really good resources for retailers would be um, the Brightfield Group. Um, they do CBD market research, um, as well as I, I've really come to enjoy the ECRM podcast. Um, which does a lot of retailer information and they've, they've dived pretty deeply into the CBD market. Great. So I think um, how much of it should be on the retailer? What should a retailer specifically be cognizant of when speaking to their customers on the benefits? How much of that responsibility is on the retailer versus the consumer? It just depends on who your retailer is, right? Like if you're Whole Foods, you're going to vet the hell out of everything and it's not going to be anything but the best and you're going to hire people that are really good at making sure that that's the case. If you're a gas station chain and you're trying to move units of stuff that give people energy or any other sort of sensation, um, it's really going to vary. And those things are going to exist at every end of the spectrum. I would say if you're a legitimate brand in legitimate stores, um, you are going to invest a lot of your marketing into education. That is your best marketing is educating people because people don't know. And if you're the one that educates them, they're going to stick by your brand. If you look at brands like, you know, like Papa and Barkley right now, they did a killer job of that early on. Right. And they're, they're really, you know, and I know that they're broader than CBD, but they're, they're known kind of, they have kind of a, a sage-like quality in the marketplace, you know? Um, and there's a handful of brands that have done a good job of that. So I think education from the brand is premium, but, you know, if a, if a store is going to sell something, they should know what it is, in my opinion. <laughs> Definitely. And I think, um, I know like in supermarkets, they're, they're very nervous to start getting into this. Like Whole Foods, they've been, at, you know, they've had this stuff in there forever, but I know like a shop right or something. But I remember I was going to go buy a tea and there was an FDA regulation on it saying, be very careful. This is in modified by the FDA. And it's, uh, I don't know, one of these like therapeutic teas. And I'm like, well, if that's in there, then CBD is right behind it. So right. some people don't realize that some of these more, I don't want to say it, like more controversial products are already in your supermarket. It's, it's not going to be that, oh, now, now my child has access to this. It's not that. And, I, I and if, if they're not there, they're in a GNC. Yeah. Go to a vitamin shop, you know, like you want creatine, no problem. Oh you want, you want something to bust that gut, we got you. And it's none of it's FDA approved. It's the supplement space. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's so important to point out that, you know, some of the analogies I use when I'm talking to people about CBD, I go like, it's like non-alcoholic beer. That's, that's my new thing that I'm telling people, like you can drink it, you're not going to, you're not going to get drunk off it though. It's up to how CBD is to marijuana in that sense, but. Awesome. All right, you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, really want to thank you. I, I really want to thank you uh, for this. Uh, I thought it was great, very informative, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. Yes, definitely. So why don't we go around and uh, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you and learn more. Uh, Kristen, where can everybody find you or send you a message? 
Sure. Um, my uh, website is healthynothigh.com, and you can find all of my sources of education from that point. Um, and my contact information, email, everything is there, um, as well as links to my YouTube channel. Yes, definitely go check out her YouTube channel. She's amazing at doing videos. They're fun. They're not just like a lecture of like science and everything. She has a great personality. I was watching a few of them. Send them around, but definitely go check out her YouTube channel. Um, thank you again so much for being here, Kristen. Uh, Juan, where can we get in contact with you? You bet. Uh, our site is getimmunity.com. And there you will be able to find everything about our products. Uh, you will find every certificate of analysis and you can <laughs> contact us and uh, we'll have some education and social media for you there too. Great. And Justin? Uh, yeah, you can contact me at budsfeed.com, B-U-D-S-F-E-E-D.com. Um, there's actually a chat bubble right in the homepage and all throughout the site. If you click that, you can talk to me directly. And, uh, you know, follow us on social too, at BudsFeed or at BudsFeed underscore, you know, depending on the channel because, you know, sometimes people steal your uh, handle and you just don't get it in time. <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach me at media, M-E-D-I-A, at usacbdexpo.com. Or you can visit usacbdexpo.com where we'll be having all of this education for three days, <laughs> finally in June at Atlanta at the Georgia World Congress Center. We're so excited to get back to live and first events safely in this new COVID world. So I hope you all will join us. But everybody on this, uh, Kristen, Juan, Justin, thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything uh, and your perspectives today. Thank nice you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, thank Natalie. Bye. Thank you. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.